Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome to I, I Have, Have a, a Strange, Strange Story, Story Podcast. There was a third voice in there. Ha, Rebecca. Ha, 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 ha. Who was it? We have it? a special guest today. It's Mama Halligan. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, because today is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Happy Mother's Day to you. All right, we're done here. <laughs> so today's another special show because we're celebrating um, Mom on Mother's Day. All the weird moms and all the moms with weird stories. Oh, there's also um, a Lily who has joined us for today. Well, of course she has. Yeah. She's being real sweet today because she knows it's Mother's Day. Yeah. She also knows I almost brought a kitten home, and so she's thankful I didn't. <laughs> she's like, no more, please. She's like, we have enough. Mm-hmm. Aw. Um, anywho, what is this, episode 30? It sure is. Yeah, we didn't have a show last week. Um, yeah. Life happened. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a show. Life almost happened today, too. Yeah, life uh, uh, has been a little weird. Um, so last week, I was out without internet for two days, um, mm-hmm, which makes mm-hmm. it really difficult whenever you work from home. Um, so <laughs> that was kind of what happened. And then Lindsay had some shit go down, too. I had the worst moving experience of my life. Yeah. Ever. 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 In her entire life. The mover... The owner of the company yelled at me, fuck it, buy your own furniture. And this is after he broke my furniture. What a dick. <laughs> oh, oh Lily. Lily. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's trying to pull the cord out. Nice. Um, anyways, yeah. So we're back today. We're feeling better. Yesterday mm-hmm. was a yucky day. But here we are. On this day, we celebrate the day of our mother. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Mom, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell yes. us a little bit about you. Well, I am Joe, mm-hmm. and our Mama Joe, or mm-hmm. Mama Halligan, or whatever, but mm-hmm. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have a few stories to tell some paranormal experiences, alien stuff, and and then a little bonus at the end. Oh, cool. and normal, you say? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> cool. Um, Rebecca, do you have any announcements? Uh, I just have um, one announcement, and this is awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a review on iTunes. Yay. Yay. Thank you. So this is from Light Tree, which, by the way, amazing name. Yeah. Super cool. So this is Light Tree. It is titled... A cornucopia of supernatural dot dot dot. And I don't, I fucking hate iTunes because they, it cuts off. You can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just imagine it's, it's probably pretty rad the rest of that anyways. But anyways, it was a five-star review. It was from Light Tree and it goes, I have a strange story podcast is hosted by super cool Lindsay and Becky and uh, is a fantastic plethora of creepy and weird wonder. Retelling stories with a cheeky humor mixed with a healthy amount of research is just a barrel of fun. Thanks, sister. Do you think they said that only I was super cool? (laughs) Hey. (laughs) No. Me too. Oh, okay. Me too. And I have a feeling this is somebody that we know because this person called me Becky. 
I was wondering well, about that. Well, shit. <laughs> well, shit. Was it you, Lindsay? <laughs> oh, no. I appreciate it. <laughs> Light tree. Girl. Sister. Whoever you are. Send us your address and we will mail you some stickers. And thank you so much for that amazing review. That was real sweet. Oh, you know what else I feel bad about? There's been a few people who, like, reached out to us via email and Instagram in... You know, we're awful at that. Oh, terrible. And I just didn't respond. I feel really bad. I'm sorry about that, everybody. Yeah, we're terrible at social media. We're old yeah, and stupid. I know. And then same with emails. We've just been... Yeah, we kind of dropped no the ball good. on that. So yeah. my bad. Um, oh my God, Lily, you're kicked out of the goddamn podcast. You're kicked <laughs> out. God damn. Um, I also want to shout out to Charlie. Um, I just want to thank you for um, reaching out to us on um, Facebook. He was like, what's up, you guys? He was worried that something was wrong, and I really appreciate your um, taking the time to to see how we're doing, but everything's fine. Um, We're uh, just trying to get our feet underneath us after some shit that's gone down, but everything's cool, so um, that's all I got. When I think of the name Charlie, I just think of Charlie Day. Oh, yeah. We love Charlie Day. (laughs) You're probably just as cool, if not cooler, than Charlie Day, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my fantasy right now. Is that little kitten that I found? Yeah. I think it probably would have been perfect and wouldn't do any of the mean stuff my cats do to me. <laughs> well, that's why you couldn't keep it. Aww, it's too good. Every to be single true. person I know, mm-hmm. when I was like, I found a kitten, they were like, taken to a shelter, right? <laughs> <laughs> every single fucking person. Mm-hmm. And I was going to take it to a shelter, and I'd stopped by PetSmart. Because I was worried um, that it was hurt. I found it literally on the highway. Yeah. Um, I-35 north and south. It was in the median. It was in between them. Oh, my God. Um, and so I pulled over immediately and walked on the highway to get a kitten. Oh, Lindsay. <laughs> and I was worried that it had been hurt. And so I wanted to get it to the vet before I took it to the um, shelter. And then, you know, everyone with the vet was like, you're going to keep it. And I was like, no, I have five animals, man. I'm not keeping it. And then I turned around to walk out because they were like, they're just going to charge you for the visit when you drop them off at the shelter. And I was like, oh, well, it's going to be too, you know, I'm going to get charged twice. So I was going to wait. And I was walking out the door and he was wrapped in my hoodie that has cats on it, by of the course. way. And he was looking up at me and he was doing muffins. Oh, my God. And he was purring. Oh, my God. So I turned around and I walked back in and I was like, I'll keep him. <laughs> Lindsay, I told her sh- no. Oh, Lindsay, I can't believe we came that close. <laughs> we did come that close. Oh my god! And then <laughs> I went in the room with the vet tech, and they were like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "I know he's the cutest little." I mean, he was amazing. He's adorable. And then they took him in the back, and I heard people squealing. And they came back in, and they were like, "A vet tech will take him." And I was like, "Oh, oh that's good news." Thank you, vet yeah, technician. Well, good news. I was like, <laughs> "Dead and not like, on this podcast." Mom would have fired me. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, he was so cute. I love him. I was gonna name him Keanu. Of course. I know it was gonna be the perfect name. He's gonna be the perfect cat. Oh. He would have been in terror. You know it. He was four weeks old. Mm-hmm. He was a baby. That- He's a little baby. His eyes were barely blue. He yep. was cute. He had big feet. Oh. And, and he was going to have long hair. He looked like a, coo- a Maine Coon cat to and me. And then I was like, is this a bobcat? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> its uh, markings were really cool. Anyways, enough about cats. <laughs> Thank you for saving the cat. Uh-huh. Now. You can always count on me to spot those small animals on That's true. busy roads. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, should we get on with it? 
So today's going to be a little different too, right? Because mm-hmm. Mama Halligan is just going to share her <laughs> stories with us. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're just going to sit back and let her do all the work on Mother's Day. I fucking love it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now you'll interject. I... Uh, laughing because are you going to call me Mother Halligan the whole time? I didn't call you Mother Halligan once, so no. Oh, I said I Mama Halligan. Oh, okay. Yeah, are you going to call me Mama? Get Halligan? it right. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> On Mother's Day, this is how she treats me. That's true. Every day. That's Every why I'm day. the favorite daughter. I mm-hmm. know. You should have heard whenever Mom saw Rebecca pop up on Facetime. She said. and i was like she's been here the whole goddamn time but when she saw your face she got so excited that's that's just the effect i have on people what can i say ever i'm a delight okay you are a delight Mm -hmm. all right mom tell your stupid story i'm gonna kick you all right so let's get started with the first one okay so the first one i'm gonna tell is about paranormal stuff Uh and i'm kind of doing this chronologically um, I guess um, it's for a reason, but I've had different kind of paranormal experiences and a lot of it has to do with uh, just having a sense, awareness or knowledge that someone has died before they're dead. And that happens usually um, either in a dream or I just uh, wake up and sense something um, but one, I'm just going to tell two different uh, things that happened. One was the very first one that I can remember as a young child. And I think I was probably seven years old, six or seven, because um, I think I was on the, in either the first or the second grade. But I remember uh, waking up and knowing that my great-grandmother had died, my mother's mother's mother or my mother's well anyway you know, oh, my, oh <laughs> no shut up Lindsay. wait was it no, the, no, was it no, the great Lindsay, grandmother stop. or the great great it was my great grandmother all right okay that was an easier way to say Jeez. it anyway <laughs> um i knew that she had died i kind of, i had like this feeling and when i i remember waking up and laying there in bed and thinking that that she died and i could see her very clearly her name was lillian and she went by Lily, and I always thought she was a really short woman, uh, but then I learned, but she had a big bump on her back, Mm. and then I learned later that she was actually, before she developed this dowager's or whatever hump on her back, Uh that she stood six feet tall, and she was a thin-built woman, uh, the sweetest person in the world. I loved her to death, and she always had a parakeet. And her parakeets were very tame, and they would talk to her. She would talk to them. Anyway, I I loved her. She had a special toy for me in her closet mm-hmm. of toys mm-hmm. for all of her grandchildren and great-grandchildren that I got. Um, and I, I think I still have it, actually. But anyway, so I laid there, and I was awake, and I was thinking about uh, my great-grandmother. And I was sad because I knew she was she died. And then the phone rang, and this is like maybe 2 o'clock in the morning or something like that, so deep night for me. And I hear my mother uh, pick up the phone. She comes out of her bedroom, picks up the phone, and then, uh, you know, I can hear her crying, and then she was saying, oh, no. And I knew what it was about. 
And I walked out in the hallway and looked at my mother, and she looked at me, and I said, uh, uh, Grandma died. And she said, yes. And then she didn't say anything because she probably thought I just heard yeah. and knew, but I already knew that. So that was the first time. And not too long after my grandmother died, my great-grandmother died, it was either maybe the next night or the night after that, I had a dream, or I thought I was dreaming, um, that my grandmother was, I was in a twin bed, uh, or a bunk bed, and I was on the top bunk, and I looked over, and my grandmother was there, eye to eye, looking at me, and she was just saying, you know, everything's okay, and yeah, I still love you, and we'll see you again, and she was just, it was just little things like that. She wasn't coming really close to me, but I felt she was close, hmm. and she seemed to be kind of literally floating in the air. And then, so I'm, I'm having that, and then I wake up, and there I see my grandmother, and she's floating in the air. And I'm not in a, in a bunk bed. It's so a fucking was, dream in a dream. It was really strange. It's creepy. So it could have been that I just had the image in my head, and then I woke up and thought, because then it seemed like she was gone. But it was like, that was her message to me that everything was okay. So that was the first experience that I can remember having as a child. Can I ask a question? Yes. What the fuck with this Grandma Lillian being six feet tall and slender, and here here we are, the curmudgeons that are short, and, like, we have tree trunks for legs. Because we all got the fucking short jeans. Oh and God. the tree, tr- the tree trunk, trunk legs, legs didn't come from my side of the family. came from Dad's That's side. That's right. Fucking stumps. And the, uh, furthermore, <laughs> <laughs> my father was over six feet tall, yeah. as was his mother and his father. It just makes no goddamn sense. So anyway, uh, that's why you're short. You got the short gene, I guess. Um, so that was the first experience. And then I had other experiences during my adult life. Um, oh, I, I am going to tell one other little little tidbit. Um, no, I'll save it as the last paranormal-ish mm. kind of thing. But so the the other thing that happened that's that was um, as an adult um, was when my father died. Uh, the night that my father died, or the the day that my father died, that night my mother asked if I would sleep with her in her bed, and I said yes. So I was sleeping in the bed, and I was actually sleeping on the side of the bed that my father slept on. Yeah. And my mom was laying, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of creepy. My mother was laying next to me, and she had her back to me. And I woke up on my back, and I don't sleep on my back. I, I sleep, favor sleeping on my side, because when I'm on my back, it, my back hurts. So I woke up thinking, what am I doing on my back? And the covers were, uh, had come down around my waist, and I usually sleep with the covers up on me. And so I felt kind of cool. I have a sensitivity to cold, by the way. But I was feeling a little little cool. (laughs) And then I felt this iciness all of a sudden. And it wasn't like a wind. It was just all of a sudden icy. The air was icy. Mm -hmm. I felt cold. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. And then I heard my father, and he called my name. And it was a loud whisper. He was like, Joe, get off my side of the bed. No, nope. <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> but as a child, 
Uh, ooh, ah. Oh, Lindsay just almost caused ah. a catastrophe. You're messing up my I'm whole so thing. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm done. Oh, my God. So anyway, he, he said JoJo because I was called JoJo. Aww. That was my nickname. But he said it was as a loud whisper, and it freaked me out. Yeah, that's creepy. And I had a sense that the, the other thing, too, is I had a sense that there was someone else in the room before I heard him say my name. And um, I looked over. My mom was asleep. There wasn't anyone else in the room. And it was ju- that was just really uh, freaky. Mm-hmm. So that was my uh, paranormal, one of them as an adult, um, that occurred a little bit different than the first one. And then the other thing, this is just kind of a cute little thing to add to end the paranormal stuff on, I think, is before the birth of my children, I at some point, like around seven months pregnant, eight months, somewhere in that area, I would have a dream. And And my dream would be about cats. And kittens, especially. Meow, meow. Yes. <laughs> and then I would dream, and my kitten would have a ribbon around its neck. And the ribbon was the color of the baby, what the baby was going to be. So pink for girls, blue for boys. No, <laughs> pink. It was pink. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was just it in the dream. But whenever I was pregnant with Rebecca, everyone said, you're going to have a boy. It's a boy, the way you're carrying the baby, blah, 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 everything. Everyone was just so sure that I was going to have a boy. And then I had the dream about the white fluffy kitten with the pink ribbon around its neck. And I thought, well, I'm, I don't know. Maybe this is just coincidence or whatever. And then I had a little girl. You actually so had a kitten. I just thought that was cute. No, I, yeah, I did. I had a kitten and I named it Felicity. And oh, <laughs> Rebecca and I have a few theories about being born from you. Oh, God. Number one, uh-huh. at one point we said that we were twins, and when Becky got out, she shoved me back in. That's <laughs> true. That's that? a true story. And then one. the other one, this isn't about us being born from you, but it's funny. One time we reenacted um, the birth from the movie The Fly Part 2. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that the girlfriend isn't impregnated by him, and he's a fly. Yes. And so we were just... <laughs> I think what happened is one of us came out of the canal and then we were a fly. They went, (laughs) we did, we, we, we did normal things as a child. (laughs) We did that as an adult. We did that. (laughs) (laughs) That was like five years ago when we reacted the birth of the fly. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, next story, please. Okay. Oh my goodness. All right. So that's some of the paranormal things. So the next story is about my, what I think could have been an alien uh, encounter. So I, this is when um, my girls were young, and we were visiting in-laws. And they lived in uh, the northern part of Oklahoma in a, ci- a city that's called Ponca City, uh, named after the Ponca Indians. Um, there was a big Ponca Indian reservation close. And so anyway, Ponca City, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And it's close to the Kansas uh, state border. Uh, So you can kind of envision maybe where that is in the country. And uh, so we were all there. uh, Becky and Rebecca and Lindsay's father and myself and then my uh, in-laws. And 
Mike, my husband's sister and brother-in-law. And it was a three-bedroom home, so uh, we were in uh, what used to be Mike's old bedroom, and the girls were in the room with us, and they had they were on cots or pallets or whatever. And then the other adults were in separate, the other two bedrooms. And I just remember waking up at a point, and it was late into the, the night, and there was a glow uh, coming into through the windows into the bedroom. And at first I thought, are we having a lightning storm? But there wasn't any lightning, and there wasn't any thunder, and it was a constant glow. It wasn't flashing or anything like that. There wasn't any rain. And I thought, is it morning? (laughs) But it was no, because the room was uh, not completely dark, but it didn't seem like it was like sunlight coming through the windows. And so I tried to wake Mike up, and he wouldn't wake. And I got up, went to the window, and looked out, and all I could see was um, just this glow of light, and it looked like daylight outside. But it wasn't like sunlight. It was different. It was a different kind of, of light. And uh, all I could, when I explain it or describe it, all I can say is that it glowed. And looking at things outside, um, it was like there was, nothing had a shadow. It was that kind of a light, if that makes sense. Okay. So Mike still wouldn't wake up, and I thought, this is weird. What's going on? And I felt like maybe there's a helicopter over the house and this light is coming down on the house Uh, but I couldn't hear anything so I walked out of the bedroom into the hallway and I met my sister-in-law she came out of her bedroom and she said did you see do you see that and I said yes and she and we were like what is it we we don't know we don't know what it is and she said she tried to wake up her husband and he wouldn't wake up and I said yeah try to wake up Mike he wouldn't wake up no one else was awake in the house except for me and my sister-in-law so we walked um into the front part of the house we looked out other windows and it was just this glow of light and without any sound nothing was going on and we were awake for some time and trying to figure out what was going on we were we were hesitant to go outside because the light seemed strange yeah we knew it was still nighttime it was still supposed to be dark and so this light was not right there was something weird about it no one else was wa- uh, waking up. We didn't try to wake up uh, anyone else after that because that was useless. So <laughs> we were just trying to figure out what it was, you know, what was the, having a theory of what was going on. And then just we, we finally, uh, you know, thought, well, maybe we should just go back to bed because <laughs> we don't know how to explain it. We don't know what's going on. And then the light just disappeared. Mm-mm. It was just gone. Normal and adult response, go back to bed. It, Exactly. I mean, go to bed, sleep it off. <laughs> we're <laughs> sleepwalking, obviously. I thought you were Pregaroni in this story. Uh, I thought you were Preggers with Rebecca. Uh, no. Really? No, I thought that's why Becky was weird. <laughs> Becky's not weird, Lindsay. She's special. Oh, my God. In a good way. I don't Lindsay, know. Mom, you just made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> She's okay. special. I'm sorry. I was trying to make it better, but I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it was like the there was a little bit of glow of light coming in the windows, mm-hmm. 
and we were sitting in the, the den area, and there's a patio window there. And so there was light that was coming in um, through the curtains, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was gone. And then we said, well, let's just go to bed. We don't yeah. know what it is. And then the next morning we talked about it, and everyone else were like, they had no idea what we were talking about. They, some of the other adults thought we were making it up, and they had all these different reasons for what we had seen but it hadn't rained. There wasn't a thunderstorm. There wasn't any sound of, you know, motors or engines or anything like that. And so that was it. And we, I don't, I never found out what was going on that night. Mm. He had, uh, there were other family members that lived close to the house that we were in, his parents' house. Mm-hmm. He had an aunt and uncle that was really like in the backyard up a few hundred feet. And then he had another aunt and uncle that lived close and grandparents. And no one else in in the area experienced that. So there wasn't anyone else that we could ask questions of, of you know, what was their experience. It was just, it was kind of eerie. And it, it really, um, really uh, stayed with me for a long time because I just felt like I should know what happened. I wanted to know, but never did. And can you just set up kind of what this area looked like? You... You weren't in the city, right? You were in the country? Right. We were in the country. Um, So the home sat on either really, well, at that time where we were, they sat on individual acres. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the house uh, that we were in, uh, my in-law's house, sat several hundred feet back away from a road. There weren't any um, city lights or street lights. We were outside of the city limits, uh, so there weren't any lights. Um, and if you walked outside normally, it was just dark, mm-hmm. pitch dark, and because there weren't any lights. You could see the stars uh, when you were out in that area. <clears throat> and the road that we were on was a, a country road or a county road, and it wasn't uh, heavily traveled during the day and um, it wasn't heavily traveled at all at night um, because there was nothing out there except uh, farms and homes. There wasn't any businesses or anything like that. We were close. I don't know if I've mentioned this or if you, if either of you remember, but where they lived was close to a lake. It was called Caw Lake, K-A-W. Hmm. And so that lake was a further up the road and sometimes I wondered if that lake had anything at all to do with it because people would talk about weird things happening at the lake Um, I was at that lake maybe once or twice and I don't know if either of you ever went there so I don't you know I don't know if that has any bearing but it was very dark and country and uh, not a whole lot of trees out where we were it was more cleared yeah. farmland or acreages mm-hmm. I and, remember uh, that directly across the street from the in-laws it was just a big field there weren't any homes yeah so there was no it doesn't sound like there was an opportunity for a car to drive by or Mm-mm. like park in the driveway and leave its lights on or anything and there weren't any security lights on right no there weren't any security lights but even if there was a car outside the house with its lights on it would not have surrounded the house so that every single window in the house had this light glowing into the house 
not just on one side of the house. It was completely around the house. That's so cool. And there, wasn't, there weren't any sounds. So there would have had to have been house, I mean, cars completely surrounding the house. Yeah. And, or maybe, t- to me, I really had a sense, and so did my sister-in-law, that the light was coming from above. I mean, we couldn't see the light coming from any direction, you know, at all. Mm-hmm. But because of the way the light was and how bright it was and that things didn't cast a shadow, it felt like it came from above. And we could. It was so. It was such a strong glow that it was hard to see past the light. Wow. It's like you could see out a distance, and then it may have been dark at the edge of where this light ended, but we couldn't see. It, it's kind of hard to describe. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. That's so, so cool. Yeah, I love that story. So, oh, thank you. That was it. It <laughs> was my alien thing. Mm. I guess. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, that's what I'd call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely aliens. It's always aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try to tell me otherwise. Don't well, try to tell me otherwise. It's aliens. I will not. Okay, thank, thank you, you. Ever again. Appreciate that. And I don't think I did then anyway. No, you so, didn't. Anyway. But <laughs> don't try to change my mind. <laughs> I will. I promise. <laughs> so that was the alien. And now the last thing uh, that I wanted to share is about your one of your previous shows. Um, you interviewed a, a, a young woman named Abby, and she gave a lot of really good and interesting information about being RH negative. And I happen to also be RH negative. Okay, and I just want to stop you right there. <laughs> okay, you can. Because you told me this a while back ago, and I didn't yes, believe I did. you. <laughs> And I am so sorry. <laughs> you didn't believe mom had that blood type? Well, no, I didn't because I didn't know anything about it. And she was telling me about this. And I think it was before, like, I had my surgery and I was in a bad place. And I was like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I am what kind of... so sorry. Oh, that's and okay. I believe you now. And and just also a side note, she did tell me again about this recently whenever she came to visit and like my jaw dropped like I'd never heard it before. And then you reminded me like, no, I told you this a uh, couple of months ago and you didn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a changed woman. Well, the thing is, and thank you, Becky. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. You didn't have to apologize, but that's an Thank you. That's for Mother's Day for the whole world to see. Oh, yeah. What a wonderful gift. All you had to do was thank you. I'm here, Mom. So I cooked my own breakfast, by the way. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Becky said if she was here, she would have cooked. Yeah, I totally would have. Okay, so I'll get back to my story. Um, Why don't you go stay with Rebecca? mm, Sorry, Rebecca. The thing about RH negative is not many people know about it. And when you talk about it, people just kind of look at you like you're making something up. So I don't, I just never really talked about it that much. It never really, I didn't feel like it impacted my life. Like Abby said, the only thing that with being RH negative that you have to be aware of if you're a woman, that it can impact uh, the birth of a child. And my first, uh, with my first birth, I had to have a blood transfusion because of it. And then Wait, I, the, what kind of blood do they give you people? Same? RH? 
I guess. I, I'll be honest with you. I really don't even know. We need to get that figured out. I was out. young. Doll. And I w- I, it was a very difficult time for me, and a lot of the details were lost to me mm. about everything. The doctors and the nurses were not very um, good at providing me information. I did not know that there was an issue until after the birth, and I woke up, and I was getting a transfusion. Yeah. And then they said, well, you're Rh negative. This is what's going to happen in the future. You have to have a shot. And they didn't really tell me any more than that. And that was a few years ago, and we didn't have the Internet to do our own research. And so... I just knew, they just said that that was the only thing I needed to be aware of. And I was like, okay. Um, I did read, uh, as I got older, I was more uh, curious about it. And so I read a little bit more about being RH negative. And there, and seeing some of the theories too, especially after all the stuff that, you know, that started to show up on the internet about being lizard people and all that. Um, there's some scientific information that's, int- Lindsay, you're pulling away from me. Oh, there's some <laughs> scientific information out there that is interesting and good, but there, but there seemed to be when I looked, and I did this too after Abby's interview. Um, most of the information is more about theories of aliens or lizard people or whatever. Um, but one of the things that I did find, um, and I, I connected a lot with what Abby talked about, some of the things that she experiences. And uh, then I looked on the Internet about and read about some of the things that are common traits for people that are RH negative. And I identified with almost every single one of those things. Um, earlier I said something about having a sensitivity cold, and I do. I always have. That's one of mine uh, that is, has always been, even as a child, I had a sensitivity to cold. Um, but some of the other things I never connected in the way that it's been shown as similar traits or characteristics for people that have RH negative and one is being empathic Um, I think that yes I do I am empathic I had um, or I I was doing work for a long time that brought me in contact with people that had been through traumatic events and in working with them a part of the my role was to listen to their trauma and whenever I, I could sense uh, they, they were getting to a difficult place, and which is not probably that unusual, I guess, whenever you're working with people, that you start to sense when they're having maybe more of a difficult time expressing themselves. But I started to, I could feel emotions. I can't feel physical pain that uh, some people talk about, but I start to experience emotions that the person is feeling. And then when they talk about it, I'm like, that's what I'm feeling. And I have a real sharp, clear awareness of the event. When they tell, when people describe what happened to them, I can see it in detail. I can, I have a sense of the emotion that's tied to it, not the physical uh, pain, but the emotion and uh, everything, the smells, the sounds, the, any taste, anything that they describe, I have that. It's like it's recreated uh, with me in the moment. And so doing the kind of work that I did became more difficult. And I had to learn to build kind of a barrier or a shield. I had to put up a, f- a shield between myself and the other person. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 
So can you talk about that? Like what, how did you, did, was it like something with your mind that you just, you tried to not, I mean, I don't know how, how would you do that? Well, I would have to, and and one of the things I, that I would say to myself, and I guess the way to describe it is I would steal myself, become ready. I was like, when I would go into a room and I knew that there, that information was coming, for one thing, the kind of work that I did, I tried to remove all emotion and uh, any kind of reaction from my face mm-hmm. and my voice because that's what you, you know, you need to do for the person so they feel safe and comfortable and they can talk to you and they don't have to take care of you in the moment. And so I would, you know, be aware of that, and then I would steal myself and I would tell myself, even, you know, I need to be here for this person, and that I need to be able to hear what they need, they need to say to me. And so uh, I learned to do that. I learned to mask things. And, um, you know, it worked, but it wasn't necessarily the healthiest thing. Uh, there's a, I don't know if, it, if, if it's referred to this way anymore, but whenever I was doing a lot of this trauma work, uh, there was a study that research that was conducted with um, people that were helpers of someone that had been or service providers of someone that had been through a trauma and they identified that people would have vicarious traumatization so as a therapist or as a advocate or whatever the role of the person that's the helper these individuals started to um, develop and to experience trauma vicariously through the other person who had actually been traumatized. So there was probably an element of that. Um, so anyway, that came, that was one of the things that I put, I connected when I started listening and learning more about RH negative. And then Abby kind of connected some of that stuff for me too whenever she was telling about some of the things that she experienced and being empathic. I, uh, people come and talk to me all the time, mm-hmm. and they don't just talk, because I'm not really outgoing. I am more reserved, but whenever I interact with people, they will tell me everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that, that, I mean, being on a plane, I hear all the traumas about people's lives, and it's without any invitation. To, I don't ask questions. I don't want to know details. I don't tell them the kind of work that I've been in. And I actually got to the point where I didn't tell people the kind of work I did because that would also invite people opening up more. Uh, Not that I don't care about people, but it was kind of hard Mm -hmm. to hear all the time. Well, if you're absorbing all of that, if you're absorbing their feelings, that's... Mm -hmm. That's hard to to live with and to handle too. Especially, I mean, not especially a stranger because you probably don't know a whole lot of the victims that you were, you know, personally. But right. that's a lot. I mean, that's something that's hard to carry. Yeah, and you know, so for people that are in this work, even if they don't have, you know, uh, more of a sensitivity. Okay. So anyway, there's that. I mean, there's other things, but I, I, I won't go into detail. But one of the things that I want to say that is not, uh, that I'm not a uh, typical as far as RH negative, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, traits that seem to be more common. Uh, it's more, supposed to be more common for people that have blonde hair, light colored eyes, and red hair. Um, and there's a lot of famous people that 
have those physical attributes that that they are RH negative. And one person I just found out the other day that I have always, are two people that I've always admired, is Mia Farrow and Janis Joplin. <laughs> I didn't know that. A blonde and a redhead. <laughs> so <laughs> I have brown hair and brown eyes. But when I was a small girl, I had golden brown hair. And the ends of my hair uh, were golden. Um, and I didn't even think about that or remember that, but my older sister pointed that out to me um, a, a, a while back. Um, and then when I got a little bit older, I actually had red highlights in my hair. Um, they weren't real obvious. Um, I don't have either of those things right now. I have a little bit of a, a blondish, but I think it's where my hair is trying to turn white or gray. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's, um, I think that's probably all that I can think of with the RH negative, and I don't want to, you know, repeat a lot of the stuff that Abby said because I thought she did an excellent job during the interview. Yeah, she did. Mm -hmm. She really did her research. Yeah, she did. Um, so I have a couple of questions about that, though. Okay, good. Uh, do you feel like you have psychic abilities? Sometimes, yep. Do you have an extra rib or vertebrae? Not that I know of. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I have an extra rib for sure. Okay. I don't know about a vertebrae. However, there, and I'm glad that you asked that question because there are two things. One thing I wanted to mention, and now that you ask about a vertebrae, uh, something that I forgot about. Um, whenever I was having a lot of uh, pain, uh, it was in my back and down my leg, uh, sciatica sort of, but it was something else. I went to a chiropractor for a while, and he told me that he felt like I had an extra vertebrae in my neck. Get the hell out of here. I'm not, I'm serious. And where my neck, where my spine comes up, where, you know, how your, well, of course, everyone's spine comes up and attaches to their skull. There's a little gap. I don't have that gap, and I have some neck issues. As I've gotten older, it's gotten worse. And he told me that that's what that was from. Wow. So there's that. Um, the other thing, too, is, uh, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to connect this very clearly, but with being RH negative, um, I think there are some medical common trait there are common traits medically that people have that are rh negative or that they can have and may, i don't know if i even want to go in detail about that because i'm not very well versed on it but um it has to do with the immune system and the nervous system hmm. and yeah so I, probably something to do more research on. And if someone knows more about that, maybe, maybe Abby knows more about it. And but, she did a uh, lot of research. Yeah, if anybody yeah, did. wants to speak up about that, we'd definitely like to, to hear it. Send us an email. We can get it back to my mom. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I'm sorry I didn't believe you. Oh, that's okay, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing. I mean, it's it's not really something that people talk about very much. No, it's not. I think that there should be more uh, medical research done on it and less uh, conspiracy theories about huh, reptilians. Yeah, I think That's so, true. too. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know a little bit more if, or to see if there have any kind of research that's been done 
especially with the medical mm-hmm. issues. Um, I just saw... Uh, there was a little bit that I saw, and I connected with it for myself personally because of some things that I've experienced, but I don't know if there's anything else out there that would be more, you know, that would be clearer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Wow, wow, wow. Well, little thanks, Mom. magic head. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what? <laughs> magic head. Yeah. Do you have any other stories you want to share, Mom? Um... Well, I don't know. There might be. <laughs> Do you want a drug story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take a drug story if you want to tell one. Okay, I'll tell one. This is kind of, uh, it's sort of fun, but it's not, you know, Oh, in any way. man, don't give a, a bad drug story that's no, not it is, fun. it is fun. It's fun. All it's right. a fun one. But it's not any way promoting that anyone do anything. Yeah, let's not scare oh, anybody man. off of drugs, please. Oh, no, I wouldn't. But anyway. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> when I was, Lindsay. I don't know if I want to hear that. You've heard it before. I don't think so. Oh, Lindsay. Why don't right, you want do to it. hear it? I don't know. Just do it. Should I not do it? No, do it. Do it. All right. So when I was very young, but, well, I was an older teenager. Um, I took acid and with a couple of other people and it was, I think my very first time. And so at first it's like, well, nothing's happening. You know, it doesn't seem like it's a very big deal. And we were, there were the three of us, myself and two, uh, males. And we were at, uh, the home of one of these guys. Mm-hmm. and it was his grandmother and mother's house. And so we, they were kind of curious about what we were doing, what was going on, and so we decided, well, we probably should leave. And we were bored. So we decided to go to a park that wasn't very, very far from the house. And so we walked to the park, and everything still seemed to be okay, but I noticed as I was walking there that it looked like the ground was breathing, and the trees seemed to be moving and dancing around, and but it didn't feel like there was really any wind. So I thought that was strange. And um, But otherwise, everything seemed to be normal. So when we get to the park, it just seems like all of a sudden, there was this huge wind that came through, and there were things swirling around in the air. And... There were people running and dogs were running. It was just seemed kind of like chaos, and they, it was like they were playing but not playing. And I, you know, it was kind of hard to know what was going on. And we were like, "What's going on with everyone?" We were talking to each other. What? Why is everyone acting so strange? And, and then I thought that these children turned into munchkins from the Wizard of Oz, hmm. and they looked like the lollipop kids. <laughs> and I was like oh my goodness the lollipop kids are here and the wind was swirling and there were things in the air flying in the air and I was thinking we're in the land of Oz and it's the Wizard of Oz (laughs) oh oh no (laughs) and so we're walking around and then we're like well maybe we should go back to the house because we were all starting to feel a little strange and we thought people would notice that we were having these thoughts 
they would know that we were seeing munchkins, yeah, our lo- lo- the lollipop kids. Classic being high. Yeah, so you're like, <laughs> oh, we, but we better go hide. So <laughs> we go back to the house, and the wind just seems to be swirling and swirling and blowing hard, and, and it seems like it's hard to walk into the wind, you know, and, and, and we thought maybe it was because we were weak from taking the acid that we couldn't walk into the wind very well. Um, or that maybe it wasn't really blowing hard, and so people could see that we were walking weird and the wind really wasn't blowing. We were having these kind of conversations. So we got to the house, and in the dining area, uh, one of the men, the guy's uh, mother and grandmother was underneath this really heavy uh, old antique dining room table. They were sitting under there. And we were like, wow, what are they doing under the table? And they were saying, get under here, get under here. Um, you need to get under here quick. And we were like, why? What's going on? And we, we turned, and you could look out the windows, and the wind is swirling past the windows and everything. We had left the front door open, and one of the women yelled at us to shut the front door. And I felt like we were going to be taken off, like, like the the Wizard of Oz, that we, there was a tornado coming and it was going to take us off. But I didn't really think of tornado, I just thought of wind. Well, so if we finally got under the table with them, and then they told us that we were under a tornado, tornado warning. And this is in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, and we that had lots real. of tornadoes. Yeah. And we were like, oh, wow. We were like, and I just remember thinking that it's not a tornado, it's the drugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's affecting everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, I had the conversation later with the two guys about that. And I'm just remembering some of these details now talking about it because I'm seeing it as I'm going back through it. But anyway, whenever it was all over, by the time it was all over, we were kind of coming down a little bit more from the acid. And that's when the, the mother and the grandmother told us, we were under a tornado warning, and there really was a tornado spotted. They were coming. Tornadoes sometimes dip down mm-hmm. out of the clouds, and then they go back up. And I've, <laughs> if you've ever seen that, I've seen that. It's kind of scary. It's kind of called, it's like <laughs> groundhogging. Is that what it, that's called? God damn Paradogging? No. <laughs> Paradogging? No, it's not that at all. But it can be, it, it's pretty intimidating, especially if you're not anywhere, you know, that's uh, safe. And that's just like prairie dog. Lindsay, <laughs> quit trying to get into my story and change it. So anyway, that's what it was. It was really, uh, there were tornadoes, and the, the tornadoes were coming out of the clouds, and they were spotted like right over the neighborhood, maybe even right over our house. Actually, we saw something that came down kind of out of the cloud, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's what it was whenever we were going into the house. And we just thought it was an object that was spinning down. Because we were on drugs. <laughs> so that's the end of that story. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, folks, your parents were kids, too, and uh, they did drugs. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, probably more than you think. More than you think, yeah. That's true. Yep. That's true. Well, thank you for sharing that story, Mom. I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. It's been the mama-sode. It has been the mom-sode. Oh, I said mama-sode. Ooh. Mm, like an episode. Yeah, you're so smart. 
merging words together and stuff. I know. <laughs> Anyways, um, well, thanks, Mother. Thank you. I was really excited about being on today. <laughs> I listen to every episode. That is true. I look forward to it every week. I love it. And I love listening to both of your personality. It's like being there with you in real life because this is how you guys are. Well, thanks, so Mom. I love it. You Especially whenever we're in Japan, when we're away from you, we're like, oh, there's the girl. <laughs> we're not paying her to say this either. No. <laughs> and um, I would like to add that it was my idea to have Mom on. Yeah, it was. You get credit Mom. for that. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah. I take it all back. <laughs> You're a good kid. <laughs> Well, let's see here. I guess that's all we've got. Rebecca and I are not sharing any stories. Nope. Because it was mom's stories today. Yeah. Um, but if you guys have a story you'd like us to read, send it to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com and we'd be happy to read it. Yes, and please subscribe, uh, rate, and review. And if you uh, rate and review us, send us a snapshot um, of that baby and email it to us with your address and we will mail you some stickers. And um, we'll take any review anywhere. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Joey, I'll get yours to yours to you. Your sticker is a promise. I just can't find any stamps. I need to buy some stamps. To <laughs> I have stamps. All right, good. We're going to get, get those stickers out to you. Sorry, today. girl. I yeah. have stamps. It's my bad. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks for joining. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.